What's up, everybody? Welcome to Talk It Out Podcast. This is your girl, Gabby. Joy. And KT. And we're back with another episode. And Joy's back. Thank you, guys. Yay! Thank you, guys, for listening to our last episode. We had... um, we had some special guests filling in for Joy. We had Flaw 700 and Danny from Danny and Cleo. They talked about um, our men trash because of their mothers. If you haven't heard that joint, check that out. Remember, you can listen to Talk It Out podcast on SoundCloud at soundcloud.com slash talk it out, as well as Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, TuneIn, Google Play, all that good stuff, and tiopodcast.com slash episodes. Remember, you can hit us up on social media at facebook.com slash talk it out. Instagram at Talk It Out Podcast and Twitter at Talk It Out underscore pod. Use the hashtag Talk It Out Pod for a retweet. And we love you guys. Thank you for the support. All right, let's get right into this episode. This episode's kind of going to be two main big topics. The first one we're going to talk about is um, interracial adoption and our feelings on that, if we think that's a good thing, you know. And um, then we're going to talk about um, the culture of depression uh on social media how now it's like depression is like a fad now everybody is making memes about depression everybody's depressed everybody's suicidal we're gonna talk about why we think that millennials now are um resorting to memes and um are making light of their depression and suicidal tendencies and uh, we'll have a really deep conversation on that. So let's get right into it. Let's talk a little bit about interracial adoption. And I was telling Joy earlier, this came to my mind because I was at Planet Fitness working out. And I, I've never watched This Is Us, but it was on the TV screen. And I saw there was something happen. I hope this isn't a spoiler for anybody. It's probably a spoiler, but I mean, it happened. There's an episode where um, this white couple, they adopted this black child and um, they went somewhere. And this black guy was talking to them and he said he does not approve of the adoption because um, they're a white couple. Well, how are they going to teach their black child about what it's like to be a black person growing up in America? So I want to hear y'all's thoughts on um, interracial adoption, specifically two white parents adopting a black child. Who wants to go first? I can. Um, okay. Oh, let me. I think I have mixed feelings about it. Okay. I think that uh, transracial adoption, like if, as you were just saying, like if they're able to teach the child um, certain aspects of their identity or, or history and things like that, then that's good. But at the same time, I feel like uh, transracial adoptees normally have, like, challenging uh, identity issues or or view of their own identity and uh, basically the identity that is modeled by their parents and things like that. So I think it 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 can be done, but at the same time, I think it may be really, really hard for that person to... Uh, assimilate or go into our culture that we have today if that makes sense okay what you think joy well like kt i feel mixed about it i feel mixed because i first of all i think it's great that people adopt people children yeah, yeah. i think i think that's wonderful i think adoption is is so good because it doesn't always have to end up in a 
I don't want uh make the child end up in a bad situation right. or just not even here. Mm-hmm. So I, I, I appreciate it on that aspect. However, it is when it comes to interracial adoption, it's just like interracial dating. You have to be aware of a problem that if you are if you are not a minority, you have to be aware of the problem that minorities face, especially if you're adopting in America, to teach that child that, hey, yes, you live here in a non-minority world, how so in a non-minority bubble surrounded with your family and our friends. However, when you get uh right now, even right now as a child, you're still a minority. In our bubble, mm-hmm. you get what I mean. Like they have, they have to teach their child that, and they have to be aware enough and accepting enough and woke enough. In those situations, someone has to be uncomfortable, and it mm. shouldn't be the child. You know, your child shouldn't be your quote unquote first black friend or your first uh, uh, right. Hispanic friend or things like that. So, like, I think Ooh. it's good and bad in that aspect. And just think about that. Let's just talk about that for a second. For a lot of these, I bet you a lot of these people who are adopting black children, especially because you know a lot of them like to adopt children from like Africa and stuff. They they have no black friends, zero. They come and yeah, they might have a black coworker, a black they might have a black coworker, a black acquaintance, mm-hmm. but as far as a close black friend, none of them. And I'll, I'll just give you my view. Of course, I think it's great that a child will be able to be in a home and not have to be in an orphanage and go to foster care and all that good stuff. That is awesome. But there is a lot more responsibility that you have bringing up a, a person of color, a child of color, than you getting a white child. So I just I think they, there needs to be some type of training or something like that. I guess they don't do it because they don't want to deter anybody. But it's important. These are children's lives that we're talking about. And I've talked about um, one of my ex-friends whose family adopted a black child. And now her sister has adopted a black child. And then they're adopting another black child. And I was that girl's only black friend. Majority of their uh, friends and family were white, and the girl was racist. And now her her brother is, like, on some coon stuff. But, I mean, how can you blame him? I mean, he's been growing up in a house that is super Republican, super conservative, no other black people around. Only, he, you know, he's grown up in a, a white space. So there's really a lot more responsibility when when it comes to that because that boy is going to he's been going to um a private school all his life when he comes to college he's gonna have a big wake-up call because he's been sheltered for all this time and it's like as a family and as parents have you given him the tools to navigate the real world when he has when he gets stopped by the police when he when he has to deal with racial profiling when he has to deal with an injustice um unjust criminal justice system will he have those tools will you know what to do and i think the answer is is no that's actually really really deep right there because i i like i say i've been through the classes and they you know they don't have a class on interracial um 
adopting or interracial fostering. And it, it's unfortunate. And I haven't, I didn't actually think about it until this episode. Um, but there is nothing that says, hey, we, it, it, they ask you, would you be open to taking a child that is not your race mm-hmm. and, or not your religion? And they are, and most people was like, yeah, sure, that's fine. It doesn't matter. I'm just trying to help. Mm-hmm. But if you do that, and if you are just trying to help, it should be classes that says racially sensitive classes. It should mm-hmm. be. Now it, it, it forms a danger of black men, especially young black men who uh, are raised in interracial homes, having this image of black women and black men in general, mm-hmm. they they have an image of the black community yep. that if they that we're low down, that we're loud, that we're mean, that we're this, that we're that, right. and it, it, because they have not been around a positive image, exactly. and if only yeah. people only ever been around white people who told who've told you these things or uh, what you see on TV is not real life and they don't understand that like they literally sorry, they literally had the perspective of a white person because that's exactly. all that's all they've grown up with which will bring me to we ain't gonna talk about obama today but we'll, one day we'll talk about him but he kind of had a similar experience as well obama he grew up around he grew up around his oh, white yeah. family and so there's that and the other but we'll talk about that later but that is so important mm-hmm. so that's why it's I would never say, no, you cannot adopt. But I would say you have to educate yourself. And I also want to talk about a um, little bit about the white savior, white saviorism that kind of plays a part into it as well. Because when I go back to my, my ex-friend who uh, was racist, but I think she kind of saw me as like a project. She saw me as like the token black friend to have around to say, I'm not racist and I got a black brother. Her, her, her. And she would always show people a picture of her black brother. Like nobody shows people pictures of their siblings. Nobody does that. But she would go out of her way to take out her wallet and show everybody her black friend. So I was like, um, that that kind of triggered that, that didn't trigger me, but it was like kind of okay, ding dong, and then the fact that everybody in her family is now adopting black children, it kind of plays into the white saviorism, and that's why I kind of be side eyeing them people because it's like they they get their children. I think they kind of use their children to be like a status symbol to show people that. We're not racist. How diverse they are. No, how diverse they are. We're not mm-hmm. racist. We are such good people. We went to Africa and got this child. We went to the projects and got this child. This, that, and the other. Now, I'm not saying that that's the whole, that's the case for everybody. But that is, that's what I've seen. And that's what I see with her. And that's what I see with a lot of people. Uh, obviously, I, I feel like that that's really, really trash. Um, and the reason why I say that is because, uh, you know, people of color, uh, specifically black children and, and Hispanic children and, and things like that. Like I specifically, I feel like, you know, they're not, I feel like that puts people of color as an object and people of color are not objects. They're people. So for me, I feel like that's trash. That's trash. That's definitely objectifying. 
Yeah, it's it's objectification. I mean, at the end of the day, really, they're using those black children and using Hispanic children uh, as a one-up, as a one-up for their own status symbol. And that's not right. I don't feel like that, that that's right at all. That kind of reminds me how we were talking about men use women to, to uh, you know, up their status symbol. Like use them mm, with sex. You mean and, like black men use white women? Yeah. Or they just use any woman to say, oh, I got a trophy wife. I got a trophy wife. Look at me. Yeah. Look at me. I'm big. I'm bad. I'm this. And they use white people kind of use those. Like uh, Mitt Romney. I remember Mitt Romney. I think he has a black uh, grandson. And like when everybody was over there calling him racist, he like took a picture with his black grandson. Like, boy, get out of here. That don't mean nothing at all. But what can we do? And you guys are, I, I just want to kind of mention, like, you guys are talking about, uh, you know, adopting these children and things like that. And even though non-Hispanic black children are disproportionately, disproportionately entered into the foster care system, uh, only about, like, 14% of those children are even adopted. Wow. So, like, even, yeah, like, yeah. even non-black Hispanic children are still being like, I don't know how to explain it. Uh, not abused. Looked over. Looked yeah, over. Looked yeah, over. there you go. But we, we want to hear with what you guys have to say. We want to we know what you guys think because we have, we have some white listeners. We have some interracial couples. We have probably people who have been adopted or have adopted or thinking about adoption. What do you think about interracial couples or white? We're just talking about white couples. What do you think about white couples adopting black children? Um, do you think it's or a good thing? Or children of color. Or children or of color, minority. yeah, 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 yeah. Because, you know, children a lot of them like minority. to adopt uh, Asian kids. There's, I don't know what that's about, but they, they really like Asian kids, too. But One person told me, I'm so sorry to cut you off, one person told me in the class that they're specifically looking for either an Asian or an Indian because they're the smart throwaways. What?! Yes. Soon as he said that, his wife was like, "Oh my god!" Whatever she said, that's why you wanted that kind, basically. And Ugh, white people. And she was just, she just could not believe that's what he said. And she just said, "We're gonna excuse ourselves Please. from this class." Please. She she took the initiative. I can't say she was a white lady. She took the initiative and she got up and she was like, "We're please cross our names off the list." Wow. But that's what and I'm talking he, about. Yeah. And she walked out the room and he and he just sat there like, what did I do? See, and the rest of the class had to be to, to to tell him like that's like, do you not hear yourself speaking? Everybody in the class had to had to tell him that this is not how you how you're supposed to look at things and view things. Right. And the wife was outside just bawling her eyes out. It was, it, was, it was a story. We had to reschedule class to go over what we were really supposed to go over. Get your peoples. So, yes. Oh, Hit us up. She, she, she did something about it, child. But now, look, I assure you, this was not his first time saying that. They had talked about adoption, and they maybe he, he hadn't said something specifically like that. But I assure you, the way they were talking about it, they were talking about like to them children about them children, like they were objects. Our next topic, which um, which will be very interesting, because if anybody is on Twitter and Tumblr and Facebook, 
uh, I think this culture is is very prevalent there, and everyone would know what we're talking about. We're gonna talk a little bit about the culture of um, I don't know. I guess I'm gonna the the name of this section will be is depression of cool now a trend a, a trend cool because now there's like if you go on Facebook there's countless like hundreds of depression meme pages now. Where they specifically just talk about, you know, their depression, their anxiety, being suicidal, all in memes. Um, there's Twitter accounts where they just tweet about depression and everybody makes jokes about how they're depressed and they want to die. So I want to talk a little about why we think this is becoming such a big thing with millennials. And does this mean we're actually talking and engaging and doing things about our mental health? Or is this just a way to... Um, ironically cover up again so let's just talk about this uh first with kt because kt is the one who introduced me to some of these pages um so kt why do you follow these pages and what do you think is the benefit of these uh depressed depression meme pages Mm, okay so i have a lot of feelings about this only because like they're Really, and this is kind of weird, but it's they're kind of important to me. Mm-hmm. Like those those meme pages are really, really kind of important. Um, but I just want to kind of glance over here what these meme pages are and what they're full of. Okay. Uh, like you'll you'll basically see a picture of like maybe The Sims. It'll be the Sims game, and it says you will immediately be killed by this action. Is it okay? And then someone will say, this is a mood, or this is me. Mm-hmm. Or uh, someone will say, if you've had a bad day, don't worry. At least you are one day closer to death. Mm. Or uh, something like, uh, if I'm at the I'm at the grocery store, and you, you see like a lady with a whole bunch of bleach, and someone's like, "Are you are you having a great day?" And she's and she's like, "Yes, absolutely." And then yeah. that's like she's about to drink the bleach and kill herself, basically. Oh my um, and while I feel like that is like super duper cynical, like at the same time, it's kind of like Iconic. ironically really relieving. Mm-hmm. It's really relieving to read that you're not the only person that is it that wants to die. Mm-hmm. Um, in a, in a weird, funny way. Uh, also, I feel like, you know, uh, you were saying something like, uh, is this a way for us to talk about mental health more? I feel like in 2017, we are talking about mental health a lot, lot, lot more than we were previously. Okay. The reason why I'm saying that I think that a lot of people um, have started making these memes or, or started talking about mental health more often is because because of like how the politics are going, how shitty uh, United States is. And then on top of that, we have people who are making music about uh, suicide and how if you need help, then you can call this line and things like that. Mm-hmm. So I feel like just because it, it, the memes are here, ironically, and memes have been here for a really long time. Mm-hmm. But I think that they're just now, now coming to to us because of certain things in our, our everyday lives. Well, you talked about your your interaction with these uh, pages and uh, the way we talk about depression. And um, I, I actually, you shared some of them with me. And some of them, I was like, okay, these are nice. But some of them just get too deep. I was like, oh. 
uh, that was a little they were getting a little too deep for me talking about drinking bleach and stuff i was like well this is this is where i leave the page so i clicked out but i think as far as just millennials in general we are kind of developing a cynicism and narcissism that comes to everything and I personally don't struggle with any like deep, um, severe mental illnesses, but I can see why those memes would be cathartic because like you said, it's a community of people that are all feeling, you feel like you're not alone in your feelings yeah. and you feel like, you and know, like, yeah, go ahead. I was, I was just going to add to it. Like even like I, I just texted someone and like, even like, uh, like our language that we speak, like the KMS or KYS, whenever mm. we like send that to each other, like even though it's supposed to be, oh, oh my God, fuck my life or forget my life and things like that. Like we just, I feel like it's a part of our culture, period. Like kill myself. That That's just a, a part of our language that we speak. I don't know. Hmm. So do you think, you think talking about it, well, I'll say what the critics might say. Do you think those pages are encouraging people to go ahead and do it? Because a lot of times it's like it's like you have a button. One other button, you win a million dollars. The next button will kill you instantly. And people are pressing the button that will kill them instantly. Like, do you think that is encouraging or could have the potential to encourage people what? to go to go ahead with suicide and stuff like that? Oh, gosh. I'm th- I'm <laughs> I think... When I when I read those memes, like I do have mental health issues. I have uh, previous experiences and have you know suicidal thoughts. All of that I've, I've I've went through all of that, going through all of that, all of that's happening. Uh, when I myself and I I don't know I can't speak for others, but when I myself read those pages, it is it's comforting. It, and like I was saying, I think it's because there's other people who feel like this. And I don't think that uh, though that's a way to uh, push people off the edge, as you're saying. Mm-hmm. Um, for me, I just think it's ironic, cynical, terrible humor. Like, I don't really look at it as in, oh, well, I'm really going to kill myself today. You know, like when, when I feel suicidal or when I feel sad i can go on those pages and i feel comfortable because i know that i'm not alone does that okay. make sense so it kind of helps you yeah. to keep going on because you don't feel like you're alone but if they're that deep the way y'all were talking like y'all should have seen me my mouth is like a gape why are y'all talking about the memes that that's not even deep my, my favorite page on facebook is called crippling depression and like well, it's, it's a depression page a community of no it, it's a it's a huge page just full of i want to die memes like it's it's funny to me i don't know but i just put it in the chat well we'll, we'll okay. ask our listeners well, I'll, I'll check it yeah, out and uh we'll see joy's response we'll ask our listeners like what do y'all think have y'all ever come in contact with um these pages do you think they actually serve a purpose i think it's kind of indicative of our culture now we use memes to communicate a lot of things we use memes to communicate our frustration with the government with um the way our lives are set up with our mental health and all types of things so i i'm not surprised that that's there um i just hope that there is in those those memes and stuff like that, that there can be ways for people. I don't know if there is. Like, do they have like any resources for people that are dealing with depression, or is it just like I'm depressed, kill myself? 
Do you think, because I'm trying to see how that can convert into something positive. Like you said, it makes you feel better, but how can that convert into people actually seeking help for their mental health? Could it become a place where people are like, well, I'm okay because everybody else is feeling it, so I don't have to necessarily go out and search for help? Okay, team. Uh, I think this these pages, I don't know if you guys ever have been on Tumblr, but yeah. like if you ever been on Tumblr where uh, you go to those pages that are just like black and white pictures like throughout their entire page mm-hmm. and they're all about like wanting to kill yourself and things like that. <laughs> like I think like I, I'm just being honest, like I think that's what these are, but, but like in a funny way. Okay. Does that make sense? That, that's a cry for help, you guys. And I'm not that, saying it's not. I'm not saying that, that there is isn't a deeper issue here. Like I said, I have plenty of mental health shitty issues that are going on. But at the same time, this makes me feel more comfortable with speaking about my mental health issues. If, like Gabby said, I can put it into something funny. Just like Gabby just said, like exactly what you said, Gabby. Is this a way for us to put our mental health into a way to communicate with others? Because we do communicate with memes and our culture is so based on like communicating with those memes and things like that and and getting likes and shares and things. So I think that what you said is Uh, yes, this is how we do it. Y'all, that confuses the hell out of me. It just confuses me so much, you guys. People, because I've seen what you're saying. People talk about like I've when I do get on Facebook and I scroll down like when I'm bored and I see people just blasting all of their business out like I can't take it anymore my this is that my this is that and I'm like if you're gonna first of all if you're gonna be upset with somebody on social media and and, and slick want to blast them then do it in a slick way like you're mad at your mom for making you wake up I guess I'm waking up again thanks mom okay that's funny and that's cute but you don't go every day I get up and it's the same thing blah 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 my mother is you know I don't understand that that's that's so weird to me to just put your business out there there was a quick moment in my life where I was like things are really getting hectic I'm really overwhelmed Mm -hmm. I'm not sure if I can take this anymore and 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 have my life become positive if you know that you're depressed and you know that you're upset get some help Go oh, to a guidance is- counselor, go to a church, Wait. go to uh, somewhere, ah. in, somewhere. Ah. Ah. I'm sorry. They they have free clinics. They have free hotlines. Go Talk to, to somebody. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. I, oh, oh, just like, yeah. Oh. First of all, Joy, have you absolutely ever 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 tried to get on into the free hotlines or free chats and things like that ever no okay okay so i don't want to be rude but don't speak on what you don't know because it takes you at least two hours to speak to these people who are supposedly supposed to be helping you so if you're in a legit suicidal thought the quickest way for you to get help is to post on facebook the quickest way for you to reach out to someone is to post on Facebook or text your friends. It's not going to be through these hotlines, these free hotlines that take two hours for someone yeah. to get to you. And I'm okay. sorry you feel some type of way about how people are expressing themselves on their social media. But just like 
they can delete you, you can delete them. Ah, yeah, yeah. I feel like it's rude for you to say that someone who is reaching out via social media, you don't understand them. But if you don't understand the mental health or the mental issues that they're going through, how do you expect to even understand them at all? So before you speak on it, you might want to reach out to them because they really may be going through something that's really, really hard that they can't speak out to them, uh, to their parents or to whoever is in their circle, because it doesn't always work like that. Mental health doesn't work like that. You can't just go and get help when you fucking want to, because it just does not work like that. And if it did, then most of us would have already went and got help. Like, it's not that easy. Getting help isn't that easy. And being that type of person, having money, having accessibility, having cars, having things like that, it doesn't work. Like, just point blank, period. You can't just go out there and, like, just get mental help, health, health, help, period. It doesn't happen. Okay. I get your point. I'm sorry that offended you. I really am. Um, I... First of all, two hours is horrible for anybody to wait. That that should really come up with something more efficient and, and uh, effective. That's that's horrible as far as hotlines go. Secondly, I would like people who I do see on Facebook that are obviously crying out for help. I can't, you know, just scroll past them because I feel guilty as hell. So I would, I I do take the time and I say, so how hey, how are you? How are you? you determine the difference between someone who is actually reaching out for help and someone who needs attention? That is also a crowd I've never said anything about attention. No, but that's kind of how you're making it seem as if this person, they're they're just reaching out or just putting a Facebook post because they need attention. I I I don't understand why they do that because I, I, I I didn't say it was a bad thing or it was a good thing. I just said I don't understand why people do that because to me, in the past, I have done that. And I have said something like, whatever it was, it was really minuscule in the moment. It was, it was really small, but it got blown out of proportion. And it was, it took me longer to get over the little two sentences that I wrote than it did when I was writing the two sentences for me personally. And so I just think in my experience, I don't understand why people do that because it can bring a whole lot more problems than you initially wanted well maybe there wouldn't be issues if people would actually reach out to them uh, instead of instead of like, I did, I saying something that. is wrong or that you know uh they're just seeking attention because they obviously talk about suicide and wanting to kill themselves all the time maybe you should message them and say hey are you doing I okay just said i do i because just said that, I, that I people do. don't do that people I'm not thinking about you specifically. I just, I just want to point out. This is good. Every time something offends KT, no matter what, even if Gabby doesn't agree with it, you always come for me, and I just feel like, Gabby didn't say anything. It was this time. It was you being shitty towards people with mental health issues. How is that being shitty when I'm just asking a question? I just said I don't understand why that people put it on social media i just don't and because social media is a way that we communicate and that's how the millennials the folks here in the 2017 what you just said i understand that however if anybody has ever listened to our podcast or ever listen to speak about anything in general they know i'm not a very 
social media person. I just said that on this particular episode. Mm-hmm. I don't do social media. Okay. However, when I do, it's just because I am bored. So if I say that I don't get it, that's just because I don't do, do social media. And I understand you were in your feelings and you was upset for a little bit. But most of the time, you like when you say seeking attention, you put words in my mouth that I, that have not been there. I didn't say anything about seeking attention. You don't have to say it for it to be inferred. Oh you don't have to say it for it to be inferred. It wasn't you inferred. Don't. I said I don't understand why people do that. You go, you just like if you were having a political debate, you getting excited and upset at me and almost yelling is not going to make me see your point of view because all I hear is you yelling. Do you know what I'm saying? It's not, it's not a, all I hear is, and this, 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 and you and this. I'm so like. It's because it it hits home. Well, I guess we'll keep recording. It hits home for her because I guess at some certain points in her life, she felt like she didn't have certain, she didn't have people to talk to that, like, she didn't have the family to talk to. She didn't have access to get help. So, for her, social media was one of those spaces where she found friends that were that could connect to what she was going through and stuff like that. So, she felt that you were saying okay. that that when you said, I don't understand people who put their business on the Internet, you were saying it like you don't understand, um, like, people are seeking attention. That's just what, what she well, got from it. I didn't mean it like that. I, I, I personally, to anybody, KT included, KT and anybody else who I offended, I did not mean it like that personally. I just don't understand why you put it, why it's on social media. It's just me and my opinion. I, I, I just don't understand it. I didn't say it was good. I didn't say it was bad. I didn't say you should be hung for it. I'm just saying personally, because of what I have experienced, I don't understand it. And I'm sorry if it was offensive. You heard that, KT? For me, not. I'm sorry if my confusion was offensive. Like, I feel like you're still saying kind of shady shit. Like, no offense to you. I'm not allowed to get angry or I'm not allowed to speak loud. Like, that's not something that I can do. I must always be in the same box that you are or what you do and how you handle things. I don't feel like you really um, look at it from other people's perspectives. You just look at it from your own. So, and I I understand that's completely how you are. And I allowed you to speak. So please allow me to. So like, I completely understand that's how you are. And I accept that. But if you, if I have to accept you for how you view things and how you look at things, you must accept the fact that when I get upset, I'm loud and I speak my mind and I say what I need to say. So, I mean, at the end of that, that that's really all it is. Mm. Okay. I'm not going to comment. It just seems like. Like if I do comment, then it's not going to be taken seriously or whatever. You're going to still say that I'm being sarcastic or that I'm being shady or whatever. Well, we're My not going to say that. My aren't good. Yeah. My comments aren't good. So whatever. We're not going to say that. I understand what you're saying. But no, go say what you need to say. This time, KT Joy is sincere in what she has to say, and she she has a right to speak her mind. I'm not, not going to apologize. And, uh, I've already apologized. Yeah. I just said, did you have anything else you had to say because concerning this whole topic? Like for example, that I gave talking about the gr- talking about um, the girl writing out what was wrong with with her life. I didn't understand that because to me it brings more problems 
because of what I experienced. Like I said, I can't, I haven't lived through anybody else's shoes, but mine mm-hmm. doesn't mean I can't empathize, but I can't speak from another person's point of view, but my own. And if I did, then that would be hypocritical. So it, it, you can't please everybody. You just can't. Mm-hmm. So but like, I'm, I kind of feel like you, you did when you said that, well, you should just get help. You should just get help. You should go because to it's what one I of did. these it's free clinics did. or one of these free things that you can do because it doesn't always work like that. And have you ever be- been in that type of experience and you said no so my well, thing you is, is how me that you asked me have i ever co- contacted a hotline that that was your question right have you what, ever been in those type of things and no, if you haven't then how can you have a play on Go words, quote unquote then we should play for our words correctly you asked me have i ever had to call have i ever had to call a hotline my answer is no have i ever had an experience where i needed to call a a hotline the answer would have been yes Mm -hmm. but i did not instead i posted on social media and the backlash from that for me specifically was much more was much bigger than it should have been and caused me much more heartache caused me much more pain Mm. than it would have if I went to go see somebody else that was my perspective and my point of view and I'm I'm like I say I'm sorry that it hurt you but I can only speak for myself okay so now we're getting more information because I wasn't sure okay so you're saying you also have dealt with so you you've been in that situation you've dealt with mental mental stuff and you posted something online and then you get backlash for it so you're saying because of that you don't see why anybody would want want to have to deal with that backlash that could come with posting online posting what you're going through i don't know if it's mental or whatever however you want to call it but i if you're going through something from what me and my perspective is you should go and you should get help no doubt the help may come hard you have might have to research a little Whatever it is, it may not come easy like a snap of a button because for me it didn't. I had to buckle down and to figure out who 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 I could talk to, mm-hmm. what was gonna, how much it was gonna cost, if it was gonna cost. And luckily, around the corner, uh, I would have never known if I had not looked it up. But it was a free clinic mm-hmm. that was having a group night or a church at a church. Uh-huh. And for me, that's something that was that was was very healing and I could go to that and I went to that and I got out what I needed to get out they gave me the advice whether I wanted it or or didn't Mm -hmm. they gave me advice and it actually helped me so I mean I I haven't called a hotline but whatever I was going through whether it was big or small it was big to me Mm -hmm. and I got the help that I needed in the way that I got the, the way that I needed to get help because in the past like I said Social media has been used against me. Okay. And that's why I said I don't really understand. Like I said before, I said the same thing. I don't understand why a person, I wasn't talking about KT because I didn't know she did it. So I, I, and I, don't, I don't. That's not what the point I'm trying to make, though. Well, like, you've already said everything you said like 10 different times. Like, exactly. I get what you're saying. I understand 
understand exactly what you're saying, but you're not well, you're listening to saying. me. No, you're not listening to me. You are stuck in your opinion. And I get that. I completely understand what you're saying. But what I'm saying is that you maybe instead of looking at your own perspective, you you should look at others' perspective. Not everyone has access to care. Not everyone has the, the will to look up uh, research and, and do those type of things. Uh, not everyone can uh, just go and find a place where they feel safe and comfortable, uh, especially LGBT, period. Uh, no. Not everyone feels exactly how you feel. And I understand that you say, well, you don't get that. Well, that's what I'm trying to explain to you is that the reason why people go and post on social media is due to the fact that they don't have safe spaces. They don't have places that they can look up or have access to these places right around the corner. They don't have uh, a support system behind them that can lift them up and help them get to the mental state that they want to. They don't have family. They don't have friends. Uh, just like you said, the people on their Facebook don't give a shit about them. Like they really don't. And so like, I don't think you're really looking at it from anyone's perspective besides your own. So I can understand why you don't get that people post on social media. I'm not saying that I, I have post a question. on social media. <sighs> I'm not going to speak. See, it doesn't, doesn't matter what I say. It always turns back around. Like, I am the one. And, like, I don't who, need the woe is me because that's not what I'm saying, period. You, that's what you're doing. That's you're doing that. You're, you're, no. you're doing that. So I don't understand that. You're doing that. You speak about woe is me. Like that is what you're doing because just because a, a white person cannot understand what a black person goes through, that doesn't mean that they're not sympathetic. That doesn't mean that they're, they're, they they don't want to help that? with the cause. But that is who the same that? exact thing. Who said that? I'm using that as an example. I'm using that as an example. Just because just I don't understand them. what a mental health person uh, with a, a person with mental health issues posts on social media just because I can't understand it that does not mean that I am not sympathetic to them that I don't want to help them like I said I do when I see something on there that is a cause for concern that I stop and I say hey well what's up do you need to talk I said that I do that and I said that I don't but I said I also said my, my view is not going to change that I don't understand why people do that because it can cause more headache than comfort. Okay. That is why I said, okay. And for you to, for instance, you're, it's just oh, whatever. Again, Joy, you, so, no, you no, 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 I'm wrapping it up because this is, this is the synopsis. We're going to have this argument for about uh, three more days. Here's the deal. This is the generalization and this is what everybody agrees on. And this is what not going to change. Joy says she goes on social media and she sees people posting on there. She cannot personally understand it because through her experience, she has not seen that it has brought anything beneficial. KT is saying, well, you can't say that because it sometimes does bring comfort to people. And sometimes people don't have the access to resources that you have. Now, that's pretty much the whole thing. Now, uh, Joy, you're, Katie, you're saying because she says she does not understand, then you're wondering if she can be sympathetic to those people. Joy is saying she can be sympathetic to those people just because she doesn't understand it doesn't mean she cannot be sympathetic. So that is it for that. We're not talking about that anymore. The, the whole point of this thing, we've got off the whole point, 
we were talking about millennials really? and the way that we address mental health in our community. Now, so I that's, get it. That's normally what happens when you go and talk talk about other things that's not relevant to the podcast. Joy says that mental health is we talk about that a lot on social media, but she does not feel like this is an avenue that we should all take. So Joy thinks social media is not not necessarily the best way to deal with mental health. KT says it's a good avenue. I say it's either, you know, it has its pros and its cons, but I think we need to do more work on educating people on how to get help. So I'm kind of in the middle. But I think we're going to wrap it up because I think this this conversation is going nowhere. So I'm going to ask our audience what you guys think about social media and how uh, we use it to address our mental health. What do you think about the discussion that we had for the last 30 minutes? Do you think that um do you think that we should be more sympathetic to people that are posting on social media? Do you think that we should be pushing for these people to get off social media and get mental health? What do you think? We'll put a poll on Twitter and see what you guys we'll see what you guys think. So this this uh conversation is obviously um a heated one but i think there are still other other uh aspects of this conversation we haven't necessarily talked about we'll get into it later let us know what more more you want to hear about mental health uh, we've had a couple more couple episodes about it let us know what what other aspects you want us to talk about with mental health um so remember this is talk it out podcast you can listen to us on soundcloud soundcloud.com slash talk it out as well as apple podcast stitcher tune in google play all that good stuff. Remember, you can listen to us also on tiopodcast.com slash episodes. As well as you can hit us up on social media. We have a Facebook, facebook.com slash talkitoutpodcast. Instagram.com slash talkitoutpodcast. And Twitter at talkitout underscore pod. Use the hashtag talkitoutpod for a retweet. And uh, all that good stuff. Thank you for listening to this wonderful episode. This has been your girl, Gabby. Joy. And KT. And this has been Talk It Out.